A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I know you'll be alright Even when times get hard And you feel like you're in the dark You will see just how beautiful life can be when you soften your heart you can finally start to live your truthiest life welcome back to the truthiest life i'm lisa haim your host if you're new here if you're not new welcome back and merry christmas if you're listening the day of christmas and i want to wish you all a happy holiday season as we kind of finish out the rest of this year i know that this year is not the same but i think something that we can kind of all connect to is the fact that love knows no bound so if you are feeling lonely or alone this holiday season those that love you and many people love you are still connected to you and you can still be connected without that physical important part nonetheless. So I just want to say that things are different for sure, but you are loved and you are whole. And I hope you find a little bit of grounding and peace this holiday season. And I hope these next two episodes I have prepared for you can help you get there. So the next two episodes on The Truthiest Life fall on the holiday, and I wanted to make them a little bit different. I wanted to help you kind of not really do what you want to do, which might be run really far from 2020. Yes, it was a hard year. Yes, we were putting a lot behind us. But I think sometimes we try to run far from something without kind of taking a moment to evaluate what needs the light shined on it. So the next two episodes are not about the person's story that I have on, but rather experts that can help us better take care of our energetic and emotional bodies so that we can check in on those places that we might not realize need our attention. 
So this next episode might seem kind of out there for you. And all I ask is that you give it a try because you never know when you'll call on it and it will be of use to you. So I'm in yoga teacher training right now and we had an expert in who talked about something called cord cutting. I had heard of cord cutting before. I had never done it. And I found myself using the practice when I needed it the most and drastically changing my mindset for the next week, just putting myself in this protective layer of knowing what energies I could allow in and out. And it just allowed me to be my own best caretaker and stay in energetic alignment. If that makes any sense to you, great. If it doesn't, again, I just ask that you listen with an open mind because you never know when your mind will be open and willing enough to use these tools. The number one question I got in 2020 and launching this podcast was, Lisa, how do I live my truthiest life? How do I stay authentic? And there is no one way to do it, right? I think we're always falling in and out of alignment. And the beauty is that we just keep coming home and we open our eyes to more tools. And the truth is we're not really given tools to learn how to take care of our entire bodies. And, you know, I think that we can be better caretakers if we're given some of those tools rather than the distractions that we're given us, the noise, all the things that we're, we normalize to do, whether, and I have no problem with any of these things, by the way, but whether it's Netflix or, you know, scrolling on Instagram, all these things may pull us from ourselves. So we need grounding practices. So to finish out the year on a strong note, I thought I'd provide you with some tools that have really helped me and open your eyes to some of some alternative healing methods that are out there. Lastly, I just want to say that it's been a crazy 2020 and launching this podcast has been such a gift to me to connect with you in this new way. I see my supporters, I feel my supporters, and it's literally what's holding me up. So thank you so much. If you haven't yet left a review on iTunes, either leaving some stars or some comments go really far in the podcast world, and I'd so appreciate that. Anyway, without further ado, let's jump into this episode wishing you a happy holiday, whether you celebrate Christmas or not. From my heart to yours, I see you, I appreciate you, and I got you. Let's dive into this episode. Welcome back, everybody. Today, we're joined by my friend Mary, and Mary is an energy healer, and she's ritual and routine on Instagram. She's got some real good fire content, so go check (laughs) her out. And this episode is going to be a little bit different, not so much focused on her story, but rather her expertise, and she's really quite magical. So in my yoga teacher training, if you don't know, I'm in yoga teacher training, uh, we had a guest speaker, and this guy came in, and he talked about cord cutting, and the lesson was incredible incredibly powerful and moving. And I found myself able to use the practice myself immediately and shifting my focus for what's now been the last seven days. So with a fresh year upon us, I think that this practice is maybe one we could all consider after we learn a little bit about it. So welcome, Mary. Can you talk to us about cord cutting? I know that you lead ceremonies in it. Mm -hmm. And just, yeah, give us the lowdown on what cord cutting is. Absolutely. And thank you for having me. So I think we we have to start at the very beginning of the understanding of, of how energy works, right? Because to understand the basics of the energetics at play when it comes to energetic cords really allows us to create more intention when it comes to establishing energetic cords and cutting energetic cords, right? So we've all had like that moment, you know, at a gro- when you're in a grocery store and all of a sudden you, you can just feel that someone is staring at you. You make direct eye contact with them and you're like, how did I feel that that person was looking at me? So I think that's like such a great example to show how energy 
although it's like not always within our visual realm in our perception, how we feel it every day, right? We just don't, Mm -hmm. sometimes don't think of the constructs around it. So with that, we establish energetic cords. Energetic cords is is a really beautiful thing to have. Think of it as like an emotional, energetic channel, right? We are connected to our best friends, to our family, right? Those same energetic cords are the cords where you call your friend because you're like, there's just something that I felt inside of me that felt like I needed to give you a call or that you were having a bad day, right? Or like Mm -hmm. your partner, maybe you don't even see your partner, but you are picking up on the frequency of what's going on in their life, right? And you you know how to serve them, right? So having these energetic cords, establishing these open emotional energetic channels really is a beautiful thing because it allows us to feel into each other, right? But there is also the understanding that when you're no longer an energetic match for certain individuals in your life, and again, this is not passing any judgments, not making anything like wrong, right, good, or bad. It's just maybe there are certain individuals, situations, or things that are no longer in energetic alignment with you that can drain our energy right? We've all had energy vampires in our life, but also aside from like the more negative connotation of like an energy vampire, just someone who you don't need to be energetically attached to because by having that energetic attachment that served its place, that Mm -hmm. served its time, you're still allowing an open channel without maybe intending to. So cord cutting is something that we can use to be really intentional about our energetic boundaries so that way we're not leaking energy and we can be really intentional about who we're creating these open energy channels with. And I I really like the idea, even before we get to the cutting, Mm -hmm. of understanding that we are energetic beings. And I know a large part of my audience, you know, they might think this is wacky or I don't believe in energy, but energy is everything. And I find it very grounding, actually, to understand that we're connected to each other and our environments. Mm -hmm. And even though we can't see it or feel it, it's kind of like there's this web all around us and we are connected to each other. Now, sometimes we become connected to things that maybe we don't want to be connected to anymore. Mm -hmm. Or would you say that we pick up the energies sometimes that never belonged for us and therefore we have this cord that needs to consciously be cut to protect ourselves. Absolutely. So I I think a lot of the time, sometimes we don't realize how empathic we really are, right? There's a lot of beautiful, sensitive souls out there who are absorbing a lot of other people's energies, which is a really beautiful thing because it allows them, you know, when, when someone is going through something, I can sit with someone and I can feel exactly what they're going through, which is a really beautiful thing. But at the same time, if we're not working with our energy, if we're not cord cutting, if we're not working with the energetic body, then sometimes we can absorb pieces and parts from other individuals that we maybe didn't intend to, which can be kind of arduous. But I, I couldn't agree more with you, Lily, that like it really is a beaut- I mean, like when you speak to like the biomechanics of what happens in the body, like there is an energetic field that is established with all physical matter, right? So being able to understand through those little nuances that we see in our daily life, how energy really comes into play and being able to, to create like an intimacy with, we, we are already have like an intimacy of most of us with like a physical body, our emotional body, but our energetic body also holds Mm -hmm. a lot of these different aspects. 
So being able to be connected is a beautiful thing. To establish these energy channels is a beautiful thing. We have a lot of fear after this year. Mm -hmm. It has been a long time of living in fear, being alone, outside of our normal routine. And I want to provide my audience with some tools to assess where they're being dragged down, where they feel like heavier energetically, not, you know, physically in your body, and where you can cut and release. So what is actual cord cutting? Absolutely. I think to start off that conversation, what you just spoke to about high frequency energy and low frequency energy is a really important thing Mm. to bring into context before we get into the actual what is cord cutting. And I think that you spoke to it perfectly, right? This year was a a year of mirrors, like (laughs) you're just showing us like where the places that we can no longer run away from ourselves because now we're, you know, we're stuck inside. We're able to really see what the parts of us that have been asking to be witnessed for so long, right? It's been a year of mirrors and it's been a year of moving through perceived fear. So when we think about cord cutting, we we want to think about, okay, what do I need? What is it that I need to, to let go of? What is it that I need to cultivate in order to bring myself into high frequency state of being? Okay. So to like bring that out of like more of an esoteric language and like, let's ground this in. Okay. High frequency is love. Low frequency is fear. It's always between love and fear. This whole year Mm -hmm. has been like, am I going to be able to hold myself in love as I go through this thing that's really freaking hard as I go Mm -hmm. through the challenges that this year has brought me and the years that will continue to bring, right? Or am I going to allow myself to be stuck in fear? Right. Am, yeah. am I going to lie? Am I going to choose safe, perceived safety? So love is a high frequency and fear is a low frequency. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Sure. So with cord cutting, right, what we're saying is essentially I'm going to release any of the energetic cords that I have either attached to person, like people, situations, or things mm-hmm. that are at a low frequency energy. I'm laying down boundaries so that I can protect and cultivate a high frequency energy. So I'm releasing those pieces that cultivate fear or bring me fear or are in the absence of love. And in Mm -hmm. its favor, I'm going to create boundaries so I can really cultivate that frequency of love, that frequency of possibility that you said that perfectly, like possibility over limitation, love over fear, high frequency over low frequency. So the cord cutting itself is the ritual of being able to set those boundaries. And let's just be real for a second how powerful fear is. Fear is there to protect us. When we are in fear state, we truly believe that leaving it is not in our best interest because then we are not protecting ourselves from danger. So we have to really recognize where we're stuck here and be brave enough to release uh, some of those fears so that we can make space for not living in danger or taking inappropriate risk, but so we're not stuck anymore and not in that low frequency that feels really, for lack of a better word, shitty and not bleeding our energy all over the place too. Totally. And if, if, if anyone's listening and they're unfamiliar with that, what I mean is like sometimes I know I have a lot of people pleasers of listeners 
listeners. And so we're always available to everybody because we don't want to let anybody down, right? Especially during a, this COVID era when we want to be there for our friends or our family. But by doing so, by being so available, we are bleeding our energy and it's making a less you available for not just you, but also for those people. So there's some consequences to that. Okay, proceed. So what do we do to cord cut? Can we do it on our own? Do we need a ceremony? Beautiful. Yeah. So all of the above, there are a lot of different ways. There's always multiple different ways to solve a problem, right? Not that this is a problem, but like to do something. So I'm going to give you a couple of actionable steps that we can do Mm -hmm. and go through a couple of different ways that we can do this. I really enjoy symbolism of ritual. I find that ritual really allows us to get into it even more, but you can also do it just via meditation. So I'm going to go into all the different ways. Does that feel good? That feels good for me. So when you say ritual, you mean setting up some sort of a practice that you can return to so that should you want to do it again, you've got your elements in place. And then also, if you kind of just want to do it one time, you can do the meditation. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. I think that's fitting for for both people, both okay, types of people. Wonderful, amazing. So, something to be said about the cord cutting too is that there is no limit to how many times that you can cord cut. Right? Mm. I cord cut every single day because I'm working in other people's energetic fields. People are inviting me in to take a look at their energetic body in order for me to do my work as a coach too. I have to like allow myself to be an open vessel. Mm. So if you're someone who works in client services or you know where you're interfacing with people on a deep intimate level, I would suggest cord cutting. You know, just having the intention of cord cutting every Mm. single day at the end of your day. Would you say even if you don't have you know like an obvious job where you're serving others, it might be a helpful daily practice just because we're interacting with people and environments all day and there could be little things that we're creating relationships to that don't serve us? Oh, absolutely. So it applies to everyone. It applies to everyone. It applies to every single person. Yeah. Otherwise, like my rule of thumb would just be like, as soon as you are feeling some sort of density, meaning like you can feel like a heaviness in your body, or maybe you're feeling anxious and you're not really sure why, invitation to cord cut always, Mm. because it might not necessarily be yours. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, taking on some the energy of somebody else. And I see that a lot. I see a lot of people, a lot of, we have a lot of sensitive souls, you know, at this time on the planet. And I see a lot of people who are absorbing energies around them who it's, it's great, right? Cause they're an energetic thermometer. They can walk in a room and they can be like, there's tension over there. This yeah, is feeling really me. great. Yeah. Empaths. Empaths. Exactly. So being able to, to have this as a tool and actually even, I think this goes for everyone taking an energetic temperature before you're ever entering a room with a bunch of people or you're going out to the grocery store. I think this is a really good practice to see like whether you're picking up other people's energies or whether you're really within your energy. And I'll, I'll get into this in a second, but what that looks like is for you to say, pick out three things that you're feeling in the moment. So right now in this moment, I'm feeling hot because I was at the beach all day. Yeah. Living. Yeah. Really? <laughs> I'm like living right now. Wow. Um, Where are you? I'm in Florida. Oh, I thought you were in New York right now. Got it. Okay. Yeah. I, I was in New York for a moment. And okay. So we're going to imagine ourselves as you. Okay. Yes. So we are at the beach with you. Yeah. We're at the beach with me. Feeling? Yeah, exactly. So I'm hot. Say, say I'm about to go to the grocery store. Okay. So I'm taking energetic temperature of myself. 
I'm hot. I'm feeling really happy because I'm at the beach and I'm not feeling stressed because I'm, I'm just feeling really good. I don't, you don't need a reason not to feel stressed, right? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that invitation. Right. So mm-hmm. I'm going into the grocery store. If I'm interacting with people in the grocery store and I all of a sudden am, I'm starting to feel an anxiety and I'm like, that's weird. I don't know where that's coming from. And maybe even more, we could apply this to like going to a party where we're being more intimate, but it can just happen at something like a grocery store too, right? If you're starting to feel more anxious, this now allows you, if you're unable to really understand what the anxiety is stemming from, if you're just mm-hmm. like, oh, there's a contraction in my chest and I don't know why because I was just a con- t- energetic temperature before I entered mm-hmm. the scenario at the party or at the grocery store, being able to have that energetic temperature gives you the license to say, okay, I was feeling this way before. Now I'm feeling this way now and I can't attach it. This must not be mine, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now we can energetically correct the situation where we don't have to allow and identify with that emotion as being ours. Sometimes it is ours. So it's like, how do I know whether it's mine or whether it's someone else's? Create time and space just within your vessel in that moment just to ask your body, is this mine or is it not mine? That's all it mm-hmm. takes. Most of this stuff is easy. And this is a foreign concept to, you know, it's new to me. It's foreign for probably most of our listeners. So I think it's totally fine that we're going macro. And then, you know, we're kind of getting to the fact that here's how you're actually going to do it. So let's actually just kind of continue in that direction. Beautiful. And help us understand some signs that cords need to be cut. So like low energy would be one, right? If we're just like dragging our feet. Yes. What are some other signs? Yeah. Low energy, apathetic. If you're like at the end of the day feeling just really uncharacteristically energetically drained, that's an opportunity for you to participate with this as well. If you have old partners who are suddenly appearing in your head and you're like, why are you here? Or they're in your dreams and you're like, excuse me. Like, Mm-hmm. What are you doing here? Right. So that's ruminating a thought. Yeah. So thoughts ruminating. and rumination. Okay. Right. So mm-hmm. that's the thing. Like, especially with partners, there have been a lot of breakups and divorce or sort of divorces in 2020. Like a lot of people are, are really holding on to, you know, a very strong energetic cord that was once there that was maybe a good fit so maybe you know listeners if you're somebody who is leaving a relationship but kind of in that icky phase where maybe you know you're doing the right thing but you're not sure correct me if I'm wrong but it's like the cord to your insecurity are we cutting or the cord to that person or both kind of both you can also like I I would say if it's a representation of that, then absolutely, right? Mm-hmm. There's space for all of it, for sure. Yeah. And like, especially if you are finding yourself in any situation with any individuals where it puts a pit in your chest or you're you're made to feel small or you're, manif- you're manifesting situations in which you feel small, that's an opportunity for you to court cut, right? And what about people who are in jobs that they, you know, might have disrespectful bosses or people ahead of them, but they really need the job for the money and it's COVID, you're not just going to quit and, you know, try and get a new job when job opportunities aren't around. Could you, you know, you said that you cut your cord on the daily. Would this be a helpful practice for somebody so that, you know, they, by the time they get home to their families or they turn off their Zoom and go to their families, they cut that cord so they can be more present for their families and also not let it build on top of each day? Oh, 100%. That's, I know a lot of people deal with that as well. So being able mm-hmm. to 
cut the cord, maybe not even if it's like with a boss that is, is a little tough. Yes. But also maybe if the situation, maybe you had a lot going on at work and you energetically want to clear the slate, like it's beautiful. Yeah. It's wonderful for that. It's wonderful for if you're having a really hard time getting over someone, if maybe you've reframed a relationship, maybe you let a relationship go. That was a friendship or a romantic Mm -hmm. relationship, or maybe you reframed a friendship where this person is maybe not going to be as close to you in an inner circle, which is also a beautiful thing, right? When we allow ourselves to grow in ways so that we can allow energetic matches for ourselves to come in. That's also a beautiful thing. Cutting cords too doesn't mean that you can cord cut. Like I could have a conversation with my mom that was difficult, right? And I'm feeling heavy energy with her mm-hmm. and I can cord cut that, but that doesn't mean I'm like... I, taking my mom out of my life forever, right? That just means, okay, I want a clear slate for my energetic boundaries. I need to protect my energetic vessel. And then I'll reestablish the cord when it feels good. And in my yoga class, it, I mean, it was deeply moving because we, we everybody was kind of allowing themselves to evaluate what they've been attached to. And if you're listening, you know, think about the things that are kind of weighing on you. They've probably been there for a long time. They're probably deeply emotional. They probably involved loved ones. There's really big emotions there. And one girl, you know, said she got very teary eyed and she explained that she lost her mother and the weight of the loss in her life for I don't know how many years was dragging her down and making her unable to also flourish. But she didn't want to cut a cord to her mother who she misses and loves. And it was kind of redirected into it's not that you're cutting the cord from your mother, but it's like maybe the the heaviness or any guilt or yeah, I see you shaking your head. Do you want to elaborate on kind of what we can cut cords to when it's not exactly the person in a situation like that? Totally. So I think you put it perfectly in the way that when we're cutting cords, it's not that we're saying necessarily goodbye to the person unless that's the intention. Mm. It's just saying, I want my energetic boundaries to be fortified, right? Like I Mm -hmm. don't want to hold on to your energy. I want to hold on to my energy. And if your energy is feeling a little dense or it's not suiting both parties, it's not integrity Mm -hmm. for both parties to establish this energetic cord, release it, right? Mm -hmm. That releasing energetic cords doesn't have to mean that you don't, that you don't want this person in your life anymore, right? I released Mm -hmm. energetic cords from my clients all the time who I adore, but I'm doing it because it's, it's the best thing for both of us, right? Mm -hmm. So that way I can continue to fortify and cultivate my energetic boundaries and fill up my cup and serve the next individual um, or the next day, right? And they're also not feeling my stuff. Exactly. Yeah. So they're not also like dependent on you. They're becoming separate individuals. Exactly. So this applies to everybody. Mm -hmm. And as you hopefully can can hear, you know, there's so, again, after this heavy year, just take a moment even right now before Mary helps us understand how we can do it to maybe think of some cords that you know need to be cut either permanently or just more daily as, you know, mowing the lawn maintenance, if you will. (laughs) So everybody just, you know, set your intention of of the things that you know that are weighing you down that you know you could let go. And just try not to judge what's coming up when these things that you want to let go are surfacing consciously. And that's a beautiful point. It's not about judgment, right? Releasing cords is saying, I recognize that this cord was established at a certain period of time because it was needed and Mm. whatever wisdom was downloaded from that situation is what we'll hold on to. And otherwise we're ready to release the energetic pathways so that 
for both parties, they can flourish. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for the eligible bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s. She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications. She had a Harvard plaque. Tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's talk about the ritual of, of cord cutting, right? So I would say let's do the daily one first. Yeah. So all very simple. Most things that have to do with the energetic body are really quite simple in nature. I know that we went to, we went through all the different facets and nuances of it, but most rituals are really quite simple. And the simplicity is what makes it so impactful, right? Mm -hmm. So the number one thing that's really going to be the game maker in the situation is our intention and our attention. So first thing with every ritual, with every meditation that we do when it comes to cord cutting is, is to ground first and foremost. 
So grounding just means allowing yourself space and time in stillness so that you can connect with you, right? Mm. So finding a space, maybe it's in your car. Maybe it's, you know, I'm sitting on the floor talking to you right now. Um, I think Mm -hmm. there's something to be said about sitting on the floor for whatever reason, like just grounding your sits bones on the floor. It just really, the root chakra feels this safety that it really allows you to drop into presence. And the earth actually gives off different ions as well. So the closer to the earth, the more barefoot or bare butt, if you're sitting on the floor, you can get the more you're actually absorbing. And again, if we sound crazy, we're just talking science. You might not see it or hear it, but it's there. So let's use it. That's how I feel. Exactly. The earth. And even if you don't believe it, the ritual of it, like you said, does it grounds us because we're doing it every day. Exactly. Cool. Sorry to interrupt. No, no, no. That's that's a really good point. Earthing really think like aside from all of the different ritual pieces that we're gonna speak to and like the meditation piece, simply by creating time and space for you to sit with you in honor mm-hmm. of your energetic boundaries, like that within itself. The subconscious mind is picking up on that, right? Mm-hmm. So, what just just to reiterate, like if, if you know some of the woo, I know that sometimes I can kind of speak in like a more esoteric language, but mm-hmm. if some of that, I don't want that to jade anyone in the way that this is a very grounded Everyone. experience. Yeah, I mean, Evan, my husband will say that like his time is the shower. So mm-hmm. every, most people shower if you shower, <laughs> you know, or you drive your car, whatever that time is, find your place and your time. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Check. Check and check. Okay. So you create time and space, you set. And then with everything, right? What's, what's the easiest way to drop into presence with breath? Mm. Okay. So the first thing to do is, and I, I like to do things in counts of fours. I don't know why it's just my thing. So I'll do four counts of four count breath. So you could either do the Brock's breath, which is the four count inhale, four count hold, four count exhale, four count hold, which really helps to regulate the nervous system, brings you out of fight and flight and to rest and reform, right? Tells the body that you're safe. For sure. So inhale, hold, exhale, hold, inhale, hold, exhale, hold. And those holds are about four seconds. Yes. So you can do four count inhale, four count hold, four count exhale, four count hold, and you do it four times. Perfect. Four, four, four feels really good. You can also do a four four count inhale, four count exhale, just something to play around with, right? But that's, and finding your own tempo with that. So you drop into the four count breath. And then after that, you come to stillness. And then what I want you to do, and I'm going to close my eyes here because it just, I'm a very visual person. So it allows me to see it is to kind of find in the body, any place where you might be feeling density. So if there's like a specific person or a specific situation that you want to have the focus of the cord cutting, the invitation to really bring that person or that situation or that thing to the, to the top of your mind, um, the invitation is there to, to, to invite them in or to invite the cord to come into play right after we've had the breath, right? Right mm-hmm. after we're in that moment of stillness. But I also like to do this body scan. You know, maybe I'm, I'm cord cutting with a past partner who just, I, I'm having a hard time getting over or I'm having, you know, they just keep popping up, right? Mm-hmm. Then maybe I will scan my body and see, okay, is there any place in my body when I'm thinking about this person, when I'm thinking about the situation or a thing, is there anywhere 
my body where I'm feeling this stickiness, where it kind of feels weighted, Mm -hmm. this density, okay? And for some people, maybe it's your throat, right? Maybe there's this person, maybe your past partner was someone who made you feel like if you spoke your truth, that you were silly for speaking your truth, or maybe you felt like the weight of your words didn't have weight. Maybe you didn't feel heard, right? So maybe you're feeling it in your throat, or maybe it's in your sacral, and your ability to emote, right? Maybe you felt like you were always too sensitive or too much or too creative or something like that. And so maybe you feel that cord in your sacral. There are many different places where we can hold on to that. And let me rewind by saying, when I say sacral, I'm talking about the area between the pubic bone and the belly button, right? In that Mm -hmm. womb space where a lot of us women, especially tend to hold energetic cords, especially when it comes to partnership. Here, yeah. Okay. So now we've located it within the body. It's also okay if that's not in resonance with you and you just want to think of the situation, person, or thing that you're looking to cut cords with and just bringing it to the top of your mind. So we're visualizing the cord from us to them, wherever that is. Exactly. We're visualizing the cord. So you can visualize the cord intuitively as such. So start to picture the cord, right? So Maybe the cord is silver in color. What is the texture of the cord? Does the cord, is that barbed wire? Is it a beautiful clear channel? Like what does it look like? Allowing ourselves to to bring some characterization to the cord is a really beautiful thing. So I'm going to go through that. This is the basis, like the starting point for all the different ones that I'm going to speak to for all the different rituals. So the first one is just the simple one, right? is just cutting the cord without necessarily having the other ritual aspects, which I'll get here in a second. So all you have to do now, while you've pictured this person, the situation or thing, yourself and the cord, you now say a little prayer of gratitude for the situation, for the establishment of the cord in the first place, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that some people argue, well, you know, what if this person is really negative, yada, yada? Well, there was something that happened in that situation where you learned something. Even if it was a really negative situation, there was always something that happens where you you learned. Maybe you learned to lay down stronger energetic boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. But there's always wisdom in every situation to be downloaded. And if we don't believe that there is, that just says that there's a limiting belief that exists there that is not making you feel safe in order to do so. And that's okay, right? It's having yeah. compassion for that and creating time and space for, okay, well, what is the pearl? So first, gratitude for what happened. And then knowing the net for the next piece, I like to, some people do this a little bit differently, but I like to insert forgiveness. And forgiveness is not for the other person necessarily. Mm-hmm. It's for us, right? It's saying, sure. oh, like, I recognize that this occurred without judgment of it being good, bad, right, or wrong, whatever. That's not what this serves for, right? It's saying, okay, I recognize that this happened and I am now choosing to take the emotional charge that's been associated with with this person, with this situation, with this thing, and I would like to take it back. Okay, I think this is a key point here because oftentimes we are wronged and we ruminate because we are wronged and we think that forgiveness means that we're letting them off the hook. But I mean, for me myself, I know that the best thing I've ever done to myself was forgive without an apology, not for them, but for me because I made space in my heart, left fear, entered possibility. So I think that this year, if you could bring some forgiveness to your life for you to start this year off on the most you year, that is just a beautiful 
beautiful, beautiful thing to remember. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. Forgiveness is about saying, okay, I'm going to take this emotional charge that I, I had placed in you for so long and I'm going to use it towards something yes. that makes me feel lit on fire, right? That makes me feel freaking great. That cultivates this high vibrational frequency of love instead of fear. Okay. So then we forgive and we release. Okay. Mm. And then- It already you- feels better. Right? Yeah, it already feels better. Totally. Good, good. So we release that piece. And then the next part is to, this is an an opportunity for you to, to bring in mantra or to bring in like a little statement. So I like to say, I release what no longer serves my highest good. I call back all pieces of my energy as well. Something along those lines. And it doesn't need to be like, I think sometimes we get hung up on like the right wording, thinking it's like a recipe, right? We're like, well, what if like, do I need to write that exact thing down? No, the two elements that we need is releasing what's no longer for your highest and best good. And then calling back the, the parts of you, right? The pieces of your energy that rightfully belong to you. Beautiful. Right. So however that feels intuitively to you to say, you can say it out loud, you can say in your head, there is no wrong way to do this. Mm-hmm. And then the piece that I, that's really just like the cherry on top is the actual cutting of the court, right? So now we've gone through the gratitude, we've done forgiveness and reclaim that emotional charge. And then we've decided to sever the court, right? We've called back the pieces of ourselves and we've restored the energetic balance. So now it's time to cut the energetic cord. You can either do this in your mind where you picture that there's a pair of scissors mm-hmm. or that you have a knife or a flame or, you know, what have you. And you're cutting that cord that we picture, that we personified earlier. Or when what I like to do, because I'm really kinetic, is the places where I was feeling density. So say I was feeling the cord around my neck or in my sacral, like in that womb space, right? Which I tend to hold things in my womb space. So I really do this a lot for my womb space is I picture the cord that's attached to my womb space. And then I kind of like hold on to it with my left hand, kind of like pulling it up. Mm-hmm. And then I use my right hand to cut it. Right. And you can bring, you know, each person, situation, or thing, you can bring the cord up and cut it with your hand, just kind of like using your right hand as a yeah. knife. Yeah. When I like kind of intuitively did this after the class, I found myself in a situation where I picked up energy and emotions that I knew weren't going to serve me for this important week of my life. And I visualized, I journaled the emotion that was coming up. I got really clear on what was going on. And I knew I had to really create a boundary. And I intuitively like used both hands, right and left. And I'm like chopping like a saw all around me and using breath. So going back to that breath, it was kind of like, with my arms kind of slicing around me, which no one can really see. But I can't tell you how empowering it is and how different I felt thereafter. And now a week later, really knowing that it set me free, which is why I was like, okay, you know what? This is a tool I wish I had my whole life. I got to get an expert on to teach everybody how to do it. So, okay, that's one great way to do it. What else do we got? Beautiful. And I think that's a really great example of how intuitively you're like using your breath and chopping all around you because that's where you were feeling it. It wasn't negative. It was just really connected to myself. Right. Exactly what you said. I didn't leave feeling okay, like the happiest person, but I left so much more centered and able to choose where my energy was going to go this week. And 
with that, I put myself in a protective bubble and I really used the wisdom that I extracted to say, not this week, not this week, you know, boundaries, Mm -hmm. not letting certain people in this week because I can't afford that. Mm -hmm. And I am just like, you know, I'm such an empathetic person or an empath. And again, I just wish that I had these tools. It makes the biggest difference. And I, I couldn't agree with you more, like being able to have these tools, like to protect our energetic body. Like we know how to protect our physical body. We know how to protect our emotions or mental, or maybe we could do a little bit more on that too. But For to sure. do that with our energetic body and to just what feels like it, it's the best process, right? So another way to do this, this is kind of like a more ritualistic way of doing it, is you can get two candles that are attached at the wick. Okay. And you hold one candle intending it to be you, right? And then the other candle intending it to be the other person. And then like everything that we did before, you know, the wick becoming the the core that's attached. Yeah. And then that serving, so you can use scissors or if you want to be dramatic, which I always go for the drama, right? Yeah. You can get a flame, you know, you can get a lighter or a match and you can light the wick so that it separates, right? And And that's going to be a slower separation than the cord too, which might be more realistic. Exactly. It's, it's, uh-huh. it's cool to like be able to watch that and to, to feel the release as the cord cuts, right? You can also mm-hmm. do this by, say you don't have two candles that are attached by the wick. You can also do it with one candle so you can light the candle for the person, the situation or thing. And then when you cut the cord, blow it out. If we want to get even, you know, more into the ritual of this, you can bring in different crystals. So you can bring in black tourmaline, kyanite, obsidian. These are all great crystals that you can use for taking back your power. So you can either hold them while you're doing this, or you can even use, or also selenite is a good one. You can also use them kind of like the knife for the cord cut. So like Mm -hmm. when you're bringing that imaginary cord up and you want to, you know, in your left hand, like I was saying before, instead of using your hand, you can use one of these crystals as well. So that's kind of a, a more ritualistic way. There is no wrong way. There is no more powerful way. The more powerful way is always going to be what feels intuitively best for you. And if you're just starting and you're like, I don't know about this, obviously don't go for, you know, the full crystal situation. But as you begin to, you know, make it more of maybe if you recognize it's a daily thing for you that you could benefit from, maybe then you bring in some symbolism or some crystal as you make your way there. But like you said, and like I kind of illustrated, I had nothing. I didn't even have, you know, real training as to how to do it. And it it really... It really works if our intention is clear. So going back to that intention. And if you're listening to this episode, you know, just becoming more aware that whether you like it or not, you're a field of energy. So learning how to take your energetic temperature is just another way of how to continually refine what you allow in, what you give so that you're burning as the best you. And I think we're always, I don't know about you, Mary, but I always kind of think about life as like kind of giving too much and then bringing it back. Like I don't ever aim to even be 100% myself. I think I'm always learning, stepping out of bounds. Oop, that didn't feel right. Coming back home or, um, oh, let me give this person a try. Ooh, no, I should have stuck with your intuition there. Not a good fit for you energetically. Could not agree more. Like that is what it is to be human is to play around, right? To like play with our edges and then have the tools to ground us back into what feels right for us, like to our energetic, emotional and physical baseline. So again, this can be performed however spiritual or not spiritual Mm -hmm. as you need. I do recommend 
recommend being alone and having some time to really process both before and after, especially if you're allowing maybe something to come up that you've been holding down for a long time. I think processing might involve tears, but tears can be good things, even if you're, you know, tears can be a good sign of letting go of something you need to let go of. Do you agree? Absolutely. And we can talk about like some of the things that you might experience after. Yeah, let's do that. Please. Let's let people know what to expect. Beautiful. So um, like you said, tears, uh, having an emotional release in some way, um, maybe that's a yawn or maybe that's tears or maybe that's laughter. Like that's totally normal to feel the emotional implications of cutting the cord. Also common is like maybe you you feel just really depends on how sensitive you are, but some people feel like they're going to purge. So maybe that can be like a yawn. Sometimes maybe people even get like, and I, I'm, this is like a, if you're really sensitive. This is usually more of like our, my energy healers, my other people who are like pretty deep in the, in the healing arts, um, where they're really sensitive. Like sometimes you might like throw up that's for the grand majority, probably not going to happen, but I think it's just cool to be able to understand all the different perspectives. Also the other individual may, so whether they understand why they're maybe reaching out to you or not, they might feel Mm. the cord has been cut. Okay. Wow. Yes. All right. So the amount of times that I've done this with friends and like, I like to hold little circles with this. There's also, um, like you said, it's really great to do this alone, but also doing it in circle with people who you feel an energetic integrity with, who you can really allow yourself to be in integrity with the release. If it, if that's tears or what have you, that can be really powerful as well. But I've had cord cuttings with friends where maybe it was like a past partner or, you know, something like that. And then the next day, or I've also experienced this as well, where like the next day the person texts you or you run into them or all of a sudden you're like, why is this person texting me? They haven't, I haven't talked to them in so long and they're just texting me, you know, two days a day after the cord cutting. And that could be because whether they know it or not, they're energetically feeling the release of the cord. And maybe there's a part of them that is subconsciously like, I need to reestablish the cord. Oh, for sure. You know, in my, you know, week process to get a little bit personal, it was a family member that I cut the cord to and has been up my butt all week. And what is really cool is all the things that I was upset about that this person did or didn't do. It didn't come back up when they reached out to me and they were kind of testing the waters because I knew exactly what I need to do. It was like right now is a boundary of protection and I'm not allowing them to do what they do to me. So. I think that it it's we expect them to come back and then like havoc is wreaked, but not really because we're standing on new land. Exactly. So how can we hold our boundaries in that new land? You said But it's easier than you think because before you cut the cord you were just this reciprocal energy. But now you're not open as much as you you thought you were. So if this is, you know, I think a partner is really a better example here. If you've been ruminating about an ex or a significant other and you, you know, cut this cord and you just think that them coming back is is going to be really hard for you, you might find that it's not as hard. Exactly. Exactly. Like and and being able to in the strength of frequency that you cultivated in the cord cutting, like holding your boundaries, being like I'm a new slate, like being very intentional about who you're ready to reestablish cords with if that feels in integrity for you and who you like are ready to keep moving in separate ways. I love that. 
I love that. Yeah. So I hope that you all found this really interesting. Thank you so much, Mary, for your expertise. We could also call on a healer if we need help to understand our energy like you, right? Yeah, cool. absolutely. Um, sometimes for some of those cords that you're feeling, like, it's like feeling really sticky in your body or you're not quite sure what like what it's about, like why why this person keeps coming up or why this you're having a hard time untethering you from the situation, that's a great invitation to call in a healer, an energy healer can do this for you. You know, I'm happy to do, you know, work with anyone who is working with this as well, but there's so many different healers out there. And the best way is just to play, like go on Instagram and find who is in best resonance with you. So who you feel intuitively connect to, and that will always be the person who's going to, if you know, you will always just be guided to it. It will be an intuitive thing for you. You'll be driven to the person who's going to hold the medicine and be able to hold the container for you to come back to you. Thank you. Okay, so your ritual and routine on Instagram, ritualandroutine.com. We'll put all that information below. And thanks so much for your expertise today. Thank you. This is great. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.